In Jesus' name, amen. Have you ever had one of those moments where everything just seems to get, come together in just perfect ways at the perfect time? You know, ways that you couldn't plan, you couldn't have manipulated all of these moving parts to come together, it just kind of happened. And uh, some people call this chance or luck or happenstance or circumstance, right? Uh, I think as, as a Christian, I believe that uh, this is God working all things together. And uh, you've probably had one of these experiences, one of these moments, and I I bring it up because that's how I feel about this reading from Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 8, that has been laid before us this morning. It is the, the perfect reading for the circumstances that many of us find ourselves in, for this year that we're having. And and let me tell you why. It's because the the reading for today, Isaiah chapter 6, begins with these words. It says, In the year that King Uzziah died. Uh, You see, the year that King Uzziah died was a year to rival 2020 in many ways. As bad as 2020 has been, and it's been bad, the year that King Uzziah died could have been just as bad, if not worse. And now, I, I say that you need to know a little bit about what's going on here and who King Uzziah is. You see, King Uzziah, he's actually one of the good guys. At least he started that way and was for much of his, his reign. Uh, Israel hadn't known too many good kings since David and Solomon, but Uzziah was probably the best since then. He had done a lot of good things for Israel. He had been faithful to the Lord at the start. He had grown and expanded their boundaries. Uh, he had brought peace and security to the people. He had uh, strengthened them in their military power. They were not to be messed with. But then, uh, as so often goes the case, Uzziah began to stray from the Lord. And as punishment for that, he was struck with leprosy. And now this is the year when the leprosy gets the best of him and and he will die. And along with him will, will go so much of what he had built up, so much of what the people had looked for and placed their trust in, right? Uh, all of that peace and that security will, will begin to fade away. The military might and strength will be beaten down. Uzziah will die and and the Assyrians in in, in a few years will come in and take over that country, that land of, of Israel, the northern ten tribes. Again, this is a hard year. And and the people, if we read their story, they will fall deeper and deeper into sin. Things are not looking good. There's not much to hope for. This is a year, the year that King Uzziah died, to rival 2020. And yet it was in, into that year that we read the, the following words, words that, that we need in 2020 as much as Isaiah and the people of Israel needed them in the year that King Uzziah died. So let me go on a little bit and we'll read about this vision that Isaiah is given. This is what we heard. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. We get this picture here of a God who is big and amazingly strong, right? The train, the, the hem of his robe is big enough to fill the temple, right? He is magnificent and, and glorious. Above him were seraphs. Uh, seraphs, it's an interesting word. They, they are presented here as angel-like creatures, but the word seraph actually is a word that's often translated snake or, or serpent. It's also used to refer to fire in some cases. So what we can picture are these snaky, fiery angels that begin to speak to Isaiah. So above him were seraphs, each with six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. With two, they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. What a vision. What a reminder 
a reminder that as much as they were losing this year, they would never lose their powerful holy king. A, a reminder of who was really in charge, right? It wasn't Uzziah, and it wasn't going to be the Assyrians, right? It was going to be the holy, holy, holy Lord Almighty. He was the one who would save them, right? Not their military, not themselves. It was a reminder, a vision of who was still there and who always would be the holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty. This is why I say that this is a perfect reading for today, because so much has been taken from us, just like it was for Israel in the year that the King Uzziah died. And I don't know what's been the hardest part for you, right? Maybe, maybe it's been your health. Maybe you've told yourself in the past, like, I, I might not be rich, but at least I got my health. And, and now this year, it's in question. E even if you haven't gotten sick, right? Like, every time we leave the house, we, we put on the mask, and it's this reminder that we could very easily and very quickly uh, catch the virus. Uh, maybe it's been your finances. Uh, maybe you've lost your job or had your hours cut or, or had your retirement kind of all fall apart. Or, or maybe it's been your support system. Again, maybe you've thought to yourself, I, I, I'm not rich, but I have family, and that's true riches, and I have amazing friends who care for me, and I'm sure they do care for you still this year, but you're probably not getting to see them as much, and maybe you're lonely, and that's hard, or, or maybe it's just that your routines have been thrown out of whack. You know, we all have those routines that give us some stability in life, and so much of that has changed. Maybe it's some of the political trouble we've seen this year, right? We, we've always thanked God for this beautiful democracy and republic that we live in, and we're still thankful for it, and uh, I, I don't think we've lost hope in that yet, but it's looked pretty messy this year, hasn't it? Lots of divisiveness. We're still waiting for this election to play itself out, and, and that's been hard. Or, or maybe you've thought to yourself, at least we live in a land of peace. We don't face wars here. They happen in other places, but not here, and... Then this summer, we watched riots happen. We, we watched innocent people uh, violently be killed. For, for what? I, I don't know what the hardest part of 2020 has been for you. But I do know that we need this vision that Isaiah uh, passes on to us. We need this reminder of who is still there for us. We need the reminder of, of who will save us. And it's not our kings. It's not our politicians. It's, it's not going to be the scientists or the doctors. These are all good people, gifts from God. But... But, but our hope, our trust, our faith should only and ever be in the holy, holy, holy Lord Almighty. Now, uh, I want to just pause for one quick second and talk about that word holy. Because it can be one of those religious words that we use and don't think much uh, about. Uh, the, the word holy, some of you might know, simply, uh, very simply, just means different, set apart. And that's true, how it's used of God, but whenever it's used of God, it always means something more than that. It's not just that God is different from the other gods or from the other kings, but it means that he is in a whole class unto himself, right? It speaks to his transcendence, his awesomeness, his, his perfection. He is the very embodiment of everything a king and a lord and, and a god should be. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. Uh, here's one way to think of it. Uh, I grew up in a town not too far from where I am right now, called Mount Prospect, which is a really funny name because there are no real mounts in Mount Prospect. It's in Illinois, one of the flattest places in the earth. Uh, but growing up, uh, I always believed and I was told that we lived near the mount in Mount Prospect, which again, wasn't really a mount, just a very slight hill. 
And, uh, but it was the only mount I knew, right? Uh, and I loved to ride my bike down it. It was about a block long and it was fun. You'd get to the top of this very small hill and ride down, you could go, get pretty fast. And again, that was the only mount that I knew. It wasn't a mount at all. It wasn't until I was in my, I think, late 20s that I took a trip with my wife out to see some of her family in Colorado where we were going skiing as well. And for the first time, uh, uh, as we're on the airplane seeing those rocky mountains, for the first time I saw mountains. And it wasn't just that these mountains were different than the Mount to Mount Prospect, right? Again, they were transcendent. They were awesome. They were in a category until the, uh, unto themselves. They were nothing like the mountains I had ever looked at before. And, and that's how God's holiness works, right? You could say that he is the Mount Everest of kings, of gods, of lords. He's in a class unto himself. He is totally different, totally other. You know, we're, we're about to enter into the season of Advent and then Christmas. And a lot of the time, what we focus on is, is how God came to be among us, how he is like us. He's human. He became incarnate. He, he understands us because he was a human too, and he walked these earthly streets. And that's a message we need to hear. But, but today, uh, we're reminded of God's holiness. Yes, he's like us. Yes, he understands us, but he's also totally distant. He is awesome and amazing and transcendent. He's holy, holy, holy. Now, I don't know what you think about or how you feel about God's holiness. Maybe you're comforted, right? Maybe it makes you feel a little uneasy to, to think about it. Uh, but I do know how Isaiah felt, right? And, and let me just share it with you. Uh, this is Isaiah's reaction when he's confronted with this holy, holy, holy Lord. And this is from verse 5 of Isaiah 6. He says, Woe to me! I am ruined. He's wrecked by God's holiness. For I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Now, uh, what, what Isaiah realizes, and this is a hard realization to come to, right? But he is brutally honest with himself. And I don't know how he was able to get to that point of brutal honesty. Maybe it's his circumstances. Maybe it's the year he's been having. Maybe it's because everything has been taken from him, and the rug's been pulled out from under him, and he's been forced to see his limits. But but Isaiah is able to recognize his own sin. He, he's able to, to see that, that he's a sinner and now he's standing in front of a holy God and, and his sin and God's holiness, well, they don't mix, they don't play nice. And, and he knows that to continue to stand in front of this holy God with all of his sin is not going to end well for him. Uh, you see, what we need, and I think what Isaiah reminds us of, is that we need more than just a holy God. That might sound strange, so let me try to explain. Uh, throughout my career in school, and I have spent way too much time in school <laughs> at, at this point. I mean, I love it, don't get me wrong, but I spent a lot of time in school. And, and you've probably had the same experience where uh, throughout your time in school, whether it was grade school, high school, college, or beyond, right, th you had certain teachers, certain professors who, who were geniuses, right, who were on a whole different level in their knowledge, right? They just remembered things and knew things, that just amazed you. But you've also probably had the experience of some of these extremely smart, maybe even the smartest teachers or professors who just could not teach. They had all the facts up here, but they couldn't get it out. They couldn't communicate it. They couldn't share their knowledge. And, and so I had this experience, and I won't name any names, but right, you leave the class and you recognize their amazing, amazing knowledge, right? And you're just blown away by it. But you don't leave changed. You're the same at the end of the class, at the end of the semester as when you started, right? Because they couldn't share what they knew. And, 
And that doesn't do anyone very much good, right? And I think the same is true of God's holiness. We need more than just a holy God. We need a God who can share his holiness so that we can stand before him with confidence and joy and boldness and hope. And wouldn't you know it, but that's what God does. Again, Isaiah recognizes, I'm a sinner. He's a holy God. I can't stand here for very long. But here's what we read. God shares his holiness. In verse 6, it says, Then one of the seraphs flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken from tongs from the altar. And with it he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away. Your sin is atoned for. One of these fiery serpents takes a coal from the altar, from that place of sacrifice. And when that coal touches Isaiah's lips, he is cleansed. He is forgiven. He is made holy so that he can stand joyfully, confidently, boldly, hopefully before his holy God. It's not just that we have a holy God. We have a God who has shared his holiness with us. And dear friends, through Jesus, the same is true of you. From from that altar of the cross, from that place of Jesus' sacrifice, you have been made holy because of what Jesus has done for you. You have been cleansed. Your sins have been atoned for. You have been forgiven. You are holy by faith, all because of Jesus. God has shared his holiness with you so that you can approach him, your powerful, holy king. So that in the year 2020, where everything's falling apart and everything's crumbling down and everything you once held onto is taken from you, right? Even in this year, you can have hope and peace and joy knowing that your holy God has made you holy and that you will stand before him for all eternity. This is good news for us, dear friends. For those who believe in Jesus, this is the best of news. It does make me think, though, what about those people who don't know Jesus? Right, what about those people who are struggling in 2020, this hard year, with loneliness, with fear, with, with health concerns, with isolation, who have had their jobs taken from them and, and, are, and have had their loved ones taken from them? Like, what about them? Right? What good does it do for us to be holy and God to be holy, but them to be continuing to wander and to be scared and, and unsure? Well, uh, the truth is that Uh, Just as God has shared his holiness with us through Jesus, we are called to share Jesus with the world so that they might experience his holiness and be made holy too. Uh, That's what happened with Isaiah, right? This is, uh, at the end of all that we just read in verse 8, this is how our passage closed. It says, Then I heard, that is, then Isaiah heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And I said, here am I, send me. Again, just as God has shared his holiness with you through Jesus, you were called to share Jesus with the world so that other people who in this year are scared and lonely and and afraid and and sick and and grieving and suffering through job loss and and watching our our country uh, with so much turmoil so that they can come to know their holy God, the king who's holding all things together so that they might have hope and peace and joy. And 
And I have to tell you, before you get too excited, that this calling that we have, this calling that Isaiah had, wasn't easy. If we were to go on and read the rest of chapter 6 and, and to listen to what God wanted Isaiah to share, it was a hard message. It was a message of judgment. It was like God was giving Isaiah so that he, a hammer so that he could go around and pound people down. Now, now, he was doing that only so that he might grow something new and beautiful out of the brokenness. He would bring new life, but, but it was still a hard calling, and it will be for us. And, and yet God is looking for volunteers, to those who have been made holy, to those who know that they have a holy king who is so different and awesome in all of the best ways, in all of the ways we need. He calls us to share Jesus with the world. So I pray that we would respond like Isaiah. Send me, here I am. I know it's not easy, but how can I not do it after what Christ has done for me? The year that King Uzziah died was a hard year, just like 2020. And yet the vision and the reminder that Isaiah was given is the same that is given to us today. Dear friends, do not forget of who's in charge don't forget about the holy, holy, holy Lord Almighty who will always be there for you no matter what else is taken and who is holding all things together for good. Don't forget the holy God who has made you holy so that you will stand before him through all eternity. And don't forget that he has sent you out to share Jesus with the world so that more people might see his holiness and become holy too. In Jesus' name. Amen.